0: Chapter 18 of the Kreutzer Sonata by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Benjamin R. Tucker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Larry Kaplan. So we lived in the city. In the city the wretched feel less sad. One can live there a hundred years without being noticed, and be dead a long time before anybody will notice it. People have no time to inquire into your life. All are absorbed business social relations art the health of children their education and there are visits that must be received and made it is necessary to see this one it is necessary to hear that one or the other one in this city there are always one two or three celebrities that it is indispensable that one should visit now one must care for himself or care for such or such a little one now it is the professor the private tutor the governesses and life is absolutely empty in this activity we were less conscious of the sufferings of our cohabitation moreover in the first of it we had a superb occupation the arrangement of the new dwelling and then too the moving from the city to the country and from the country to the city thus we spent a winter the following winter an incident happened to us which passed unnoticed but which was the fundamental cause of all that happened later. My wife was suffering, and the rascals, the doctors, would not permit her to conceive a child, and taught her how to avoid it. I was profoundly disgusted. I struggled vainly against it, but she insisted frivolously and obstinately, and I surrendered. The last justification of our life as wretches was thereby suppressed, and life became baser than ever. The peasant and the working man need children, and hence their conjugal relations have a justification. But we, when we have a few children, have no need of any more. They make a superfluous confusion of expenses and joint heirs, and are an embarrassment. Consequently, we have no excuses for our existence as wretches, but we are so deeply degraded that we do not see the necessity of a justification." The majority of people in contemporary society give themselves up to this debauchery without the slightest remorse. We have no conscience left, except, so to speak, the conscience of public opinion and of the criminal code. But in this matter, neither of these consciences is struck. There is not a being in society who blushes at it. Each one practices it, X, Y, Z, etc., What is the use of multiplying beggars and depriving ourselves of the joys of social life? There is no necessity of having conscience before the criminal code, or of fearing it. Low girls, soldiers, wives, who throw their children into ponds or wells, these certainly must be put in prison. But with us, the suppression is effected opportunely and properly. Thus we pass two years more. The method prescribed by the rascals had evidently succeeded. My wife had grown stouter and handsomer. It was the beauty of the end of summer. She felt it and paid much attention to her person. She had acquired that provoking beauty that stirs men. She was in all the brilliancy of the wife of thirty years, who conceives no children, eats heartily, and is excited. The very sight of her was enough to frighten one. She was like a spirited carriage horse that has long been idle and suddenly finds itself without a bridle. As for my wife, she had no bridle. As for that matter, ninety-nine hundredths of our women have none. End of chapter 18 Recording by Larry Kaplan